This is the Danny Britt Show, a weekly look at Benedictine Cadets football on ESPN Radio WSEG Savannah Hilton Head. Now, here's your host, Christian Gokel. Welcome into the Danny Britt Show right here on ESPN Radio. Christian Gokel, pleased to be joined following a cadet victory by the head coach of your Benedictine Cadets, Danny Britt. Coach, thanks for taking the time today. Thank you, Christian. Yeah, it's a whole lot better doing these uh, shows uh, after after a win, for certain. And a great home crowd on hand this past Friday night as your cadets get the victory over North Oconee, 48-17, to 17, Coach. And just a lot of things that we had spoken about through the first two games, not holding on uh, to the, the, the catches, dropping fumbles. A lot of that, it seemed like we got, maybe if not all the way corrected, I'd say 50% right, and then you saw what happens when you just get half of it right. Yeah, definitely. I think the biggest part is, you know, we came out physically and emotionally just ready to play. Uh, the boys were just ready to get the taste out of their mouth of losing. And, and um, so I, I was proud of that. We still certainly uh, still fumbled a couple times and dropped a couple passes, missed a couple passes, you know, blew some coverages, all those sort of things that we we just got to continue to work on. But but physically and emotionally, we played the right way and were able to, to, to do pretty well. Hey, Coach, I did want to start with the defensive line because you mentioned it there. came out physical, and, and those guys, a couple tackles for losses there just on the first drive itself, and they dominated the line of scrimmage all night. They really did. I know we talked about that a little bit on the uh, post-game uh, show, but um, after studying the film, they really did well uh, You know, and, and made, made a lot of plays forced the issue and uh i think you know they've kind of getting comfortable in, in what they're doing up there and uh, you know Je- uh, jeremiah thomas who's a sophomore ended up with eight tackles uh two tackles for loss and a quarterback sack all from nose guard position um, big 310 pound sophomore did pretty good so uh proud of those guys and they they started it off they, they caused the habit I was going to say, uh, just speaking specifically about Jeremiah Thomas, having that big body in there, and a dude who you mentioned is only a sophomore, but he, he doesn't play like it. What have you seen out of him growth-wise into that nose guard position, and then what does having someone like him right in the middle of your defense allow everyone else to do? It definitely does. It makes, you know, forces uh, double teams. It, it, it can cause major problems in, in everything that you're doing on offense. So, uh, you know, Jeremiah is continuing to grow. Um, you know, he's, he's, like we said, a sophomore. He squats over 550 pounds. Uh, so he's strong and can make things happen. And he's learning how to play the game, learning how to use his hands, learning how to, you know, uh, get people off of him, how to, um, you know, how, how to move in, within the defense. So he's continuing to grow, and, and we expect big things out of him. And another guy had a big night, Michael Smith, number 30 there uh, for you guys, a senior for the cadets, playing kind of a defensive end, outside linebacker role for you guys. What did you see out of number 30? Yeah, Mike, Mike's uh, been done well this year. Very proud of him. He moved from the outside linebacker to uh, to that defensive end spot. and um, you know, he's, he's a big kid and, and athletic kid and has done really well with it and, and starting to grow into it and understand it. And he, He's done well. I, you know, I'm proud of him and what he's done actually throughout the entire season. And Coach, Bryce Baker, obviously one of the starting inside linebackers, but we, we had spoken uh, before this game about the fact that you're going to have somebody new starting next to him, and it's fellow sophomore Wilkes Albert. Uh, what did you see out of him and his start? Yeah, Wilkes had a good game. He's got a really good nose for the ball. Um, you know, sometimes I think what was keeping him off 
field a little bit is just kind of understanding the defense and putting all that and into in, into play. But um, he, he did well. He 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 hunts the ball down really well, and he ended up I think with nine tackles and and uh, you know that's what we need from those interior linebackers. And coach, it was a uh, kind of a role reversal from the week before, where you guys kind of struggled to run the ball, but were able to pick up a bunch of chunk yards through the air. This time, uh, getting it done on the ground, and a lot of that, or majority of that, came from Justin Thomas. Total yards wise, he almost has 300 yards, 291 total yards, three touchdowns on the day. And we spoke about this on the post game show. Uh, that I formation is really starting to come into effect for you guys on offense because, for whatever reason, it just seems like Justin Thomas sees the field really well from back there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Justin is a tremendous athlete, you know, no matter what he's doing. But allowing him, you know, like I said, from that, that high spot to be able to use his vision and then accelerate when he when he can is, is really good, and he, he really likes it. And, and, you know, he's the type of kid that when it becomes game time, he, he wants the ball. So um, it's always a good, good thing to give it to him. But um, we, we hope to continue to be able to build on that with him. And a really efficient night, I'd say, from Holden might be the best way to describe it. Did miss uh, a couple of big shots. I know there was some just good defense on some of the longer shots and a couple of drops, as we mentioned before. But about 135 yards through the air for Garrett. I thought did a good job of, of getting you guys in the right play and distributing the football. Yeah, he did. He did. Like I said, he missed a few, and that's going to happen occasionally. But uh, he did a good job. He also uh, you know, made a, a number of, of checks at the line of scrimmage, as you could imagine, and uh, you know, was doing a pretty good job with that. Uh, got us in the best position possible. Um, actually, ended up I think 14 of of 23 for 160 yards. Okay. My filmer had uh, missed a. Uh, all three filmers somehow missed the play. <laughs> and that was a 15 yard catch. Aquana. I don't know how all three of them missed it, but uh, but um, they did. So you know, uh, correcting that late last night, he ended up 14 to 23 for one. Okay. So. It's funny that that is now a a below average night, <laughs> right? I mean, it's a good thing if that's a below average night for your quarterback. Uh, but again, just get it done on the ground. And, and we spoke about Lamont Mitchell, coach. Now that you've had time to go back uh, and grade out the film, his first start where he just had to focus on being your fullback. How'd you feel like number nine did? He did. He did better, as you would imagine, and and you know, wasn't nearly as tired and able to focus in on what he was doing and focused in all week on that position. Uh, so he did much better. Um, still some things we got to work on, um, you know, with, in the blocking uh, game with him. But uh, but he, he, as you could imagine, and understandably so, did much better. And, and hopefully, you know, we're still hoping to get Hunter back this week. We're not sure. Uh, we'll know a little bit later. And Wayne County coming to town this week. We'll dive into that game uh, coming up in the next segment there, Coach. But just, just looking back on this one again, uh, just physical at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, able to run the football. Uh, were, was it close, or did you guys get to 300 yards on the night? Uh, rushing, we ended up with 72. I mean, I'm sure you guys I – know, I know you guys like to be 50-50, but that's got to make your heart warm. Hey, man, I, I, I don't care, and that's that's where we want to be, yeah. We, we want to shoot for over a course of a number of games being 50-50. But what we want to really do is be able to take whatever the defense will give us or where, whatever the weakness may be. And that is a sign of, me, of, of a good offensive scheme is when, when you can – one night you can spin it and, and, and get a good many yards and, and the next night you can run it. But um, 
really what we want to do is win the football game. So, so whatever that takes. So, yeah, I, I appreciate that as a head coach for sure. And, again, wrapping up a big 48-17 to win there over North Oconee, a really talented team uh, from North Georgia. But, Coach, going back and looking, man, just a bunch of underclassmen, I say, making plays for you guys. And I know a rough first two weeks, but how beneficial and how much have you seen those guys grow from the first snap uh, against Christopher Columbus to watching the film uh, of this past game? Yeah, definitely. I've seen a lot of growth, and, and you know, we've played two pretty good teams. One, you know, one right. really good team, and another good te- good team. So, uh, you know, that makes you better. And I feel like you know we've gotten better and better, and and we'll we'll have to continue to do that. Um, before we talk about any underclassmen, I would like to talk about a, a right guard, Brian Johnson, scored ninety eight percent offensive line grade, which. That like never happens, and you know that that never happens. It's always you know an eighty percent grade is tremendous. But he he had a really good night, and and as you you know uh, from offense, that means he also stepped with the right foot every time and all right. that sort of thing. So really proud of Brian. He's an undersized guy that does a really good job for us and has for years. Um, but yes, you're right. The uh, a lot of the underclassmen are starting to step up and, and do good things. Um, you know, we mentioned uh, Jeremiah earlier. Earlier, the two line inside linebackers, uh, Luke Cromenhawk, sophomore. You know, he's he's uh, starting a strong safety for us, and he's he's growing. He's learning the position. He's never played the position. He played the quarterback and linebacker, and uh, so he's having to learn that position. And um, you know, so a lot of these these guys are really stepping in and and, and doing well for us. Uh, Cody Brinson. Uh, comes in, uh, you know, for Justin whenever Justin needs to blow on defense and has done a really good job for us as well. Again, a big performance against North Oconee this past Friday night. Got a Thursday night coming up against Wayne County. We'll wrap up the North Oconee game and start diving into Wayne County when we come back here on the Danny Britt Show on ESPN Radio Savannah. More Benedictine Cadets football. The Danny Britt Show on ESPN Radio. Big one coming up on Thursday night as Wayne County heads over from Jessup to take on your cadets again on Thursday night at Memorial Stadium. So if you're it's Friday afternoon about 530 and you're wondering where everybody is, well, the game's already happened. But get, Coach, wrapping up the North Oconee game, we, we kind of spoke about this uh, at, on the post game. Outside of three big plays, and it seemed like maybe busted coverages, you guys played a pretty exceptional game on defense. Yeah, definitely. There were, there were three three busted coverages by by our safeties, um, and, and uh, you know we've got to get that corrected. One of them was a really good scheme, uh, and they kind of forced uh, our strong safety to to take it, and 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 then ran something behind him, and it's it's really good. Really good scheme. Um, you know, the others we just were eyes, undisciplined with our eyes and, and eyes in the backfield and not didn't realize that guys were behind us. So, um, uh, other than that, I thought defensively we played really well. I thought the, the front uh, seven uh, played well and and did a lot of good things for us. And I, I thought the interesting thing they did was just some max protection routes. I mean. For a defensive coordinator, how hard is it to sit there and try to cover for five, six seconds while a dude's doing a big crossing route from one side of the field to the other? Yeah, I mean you can't you can't cover but so long yeah. and and you know we were they they were doing a good job at times we got pressure on him a good bit um, but um, at times they were doing a good job of like you said Matt protecting and and it's really hard to cover for that long and um, you know that's why 
it's it's a continuous game that you know coach Housen was was playing with their offense coordinator and you know you may get us every once in a while but we're going to get your quarterback a good bit too and usually when Sapp and uh, Croman Hall get to the quarterback it's it's not a lot of fun for them right uh coach I'm sure you've been asking about this 50 times this weekend, but uh, just for the fans who haven't heard what your explanation was, uh, what was your takeaway from the reverse call touchdown, no touchdown at the end of the half? So uh, what they, they, the guys closer to it called it a touchdown, and then the uh, umpire came running in from 40 yards away to, to say that he, he saw the ball hit the ground, and, and they, they took it away. Uh, again, I'm all for uh, – the, the uh, officials all conferring and, and, and getting the right call done. Um, it was hard for me to believe somebody 35, 40 yards away could see it better than somebody sit, you know, five yards away. Uh, but um, you know, that that is what it is. And and, and I, again, I appreciate them conferring. I wish I could get them to do that more often. <laughs> Always, because sometimes it's very obvious to people. And then I'm just saying, if y'all, I know the guy sitting back here going, oh, it's not the right call. Just y'all go confer and get the right call made. Um, so uh, the problem is with the video, and, and again, I can't believe it. We have we have three cameras with different angles that you can't see. And then the, the, the one you would think, the end zone camera, which it was right in front of, it was so right in front of it that, that Justin was just outside the picture. Right. <laughs> so I can't. I can't say. And I, I mean, the, the guy was that confident. He, he probably saw it hit the ground, I guess. I, you know, but um, again, I'm all for the officials conferring. I, I, I appreciate that. I just wish they would do it a lot more often uh, than if they're going to do it on, on occasion. Again, taking that touchdown away, wasn't didn't matter, though, at the end. Cadets win 48-17, to logged their first win of the 2021 season. Now trying to get back to 500 as they welcome in Wayne County coming up on Thursday night and coach Ken Cribb uh, always bringing in a talented football team but uh, if you look at the schedule right now struggle to put up points on offense they come in uh, at 0-3 right now but anybody who's watched South Georgia football knows that Ken Cribb can coach them up uh, definitely uh, coach Cribb's a tremendous coach has won a whole lot of football games in, in South Carolina and Georgia and, and uh, a great guy has got a, got a really good staff and um you know, it's going to be a tremendous game. They, they always, you know, big big country guys, and they are huge. I mean, massive. Uh, so uh, it's always going to be a challenge. And, and before we go any further, I want to mention that this, you know, Thursday night's game is sponsored by uh, Bahama Joe's and, and Ed Chapman, the owner of Bahama Joe's. I appreciate their sponsorship. Absolutely. And, again, coming up Thursday night, uh, and you'll be able to listen to it right here on ESPN Radio. Uh, but, Coach, how dangerous does that make Wayne County coming in? Because I know – you kind of spoke about this after Buford. You said we have a whole lot of things we have to go back and work on, and it's not scheme-wise. It's just a- as a football team, and I'm sure Ken Cribb is having the same conversation with his staff after an 0-3 start. Uh, they fell to South Effingham last week. I mean, can you almost throw out what you've seen on tape and, and expect them to try to come at you with something new, or what are you expecting from Wayne? No, I mean, I always have to do uh, to say we had to prepare for what they do, not for what they could do, because I mean that could be everything under the sun. But uh, no, I, I feel like they will come out and just do what they do and do it better. You know, um, that that's kind of the way it works. You're, if you're bouncing around and you're changing your entire offensive scheme and defense, you're not going to be very good ever. 
So uh, I'm certain, certainly, and Crib knows that. Um, so, um, you know, I just expect them to come out and, and continue to, to work and push and, and be better at it each week. And, you know, that's the sign of, of programs, and that's how programs grow. Now, I know you and I know the history of Wayne County and how good they are. I think it was last year uh, that, that you made the joke that there's no almond milk in Wayne County, but just we know how talented they are, but how do you keep your guys from – because they all have access to max preps and they can go see 0-3 and struggling to score points. How, how do you keep them focused coming up on this game? Well, first of all, we're one and two. So, uh, I mean, how in the world can we take anybody for granted when, you, when you're one and two? Uh, so, so that's one. Uh, the second part of that is, you know, we, we, we have been humbled, and, and I really don't want to be humbled anymore. And, and, you know, that's what we'll talk about. I, don't, I can tell you they don't want to be either. They, they want to win, and they want it to feel good, and they want to, they want to be proud of what they're putting out there on the field. So uh, I don't really anticipate that being an issue. Um, I certainly hope it. I don't understand how it could be. I definitely hope that's the case. And, again, just a really cool matchup, a name game. Uh, I think Wayne County and Benedictine should be cool to see those guys out. So make sure you get out to Memorial Stadium on Thursday night to catch this one. Uh, but, Coach, just taking a quick look at the Yellow Jackets, uh, Tommy Weatherspoon, their quarterback, is a big dude. I know he had to step into a role pretty early in his career uh, after a couple of quarterbacks got hurt there at Wayne County. So he's a guy who's played a lot of football. But just a when I say a big quarterback, I mean, he's, the dude is legitimately big. Yeah, they're all big. Like that's that's like we were talking about. Yeah. They're not drinking the, the, the nut milk. <laughs> we know this. They're, they're drinking real milk from cows, uh, whole milk, and eating steak and potatoes. You know, they they are huge. And uh, yeah, he, he's a big dude. And uh, you know, we're going to have to take that into account uh, with him. And you know, they got some really good, quick backs and, and skill guys that can go get things done. And and, and again, just huge uh, offensive and defensive lines that, that can 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 move and, and, and make things happen. And not haven't really. This is kind of unusual in high school, but you haven't really faced an overly mobile quarterback or a run first quarterback. Uh, but Tommy Weatherspoon definitely a guy who can take off when he wants to, and is just tall and can stride on you. What kind of unique challenges that does that present to your defense? Yeah, it does. It it, it makes you have to have to. Uh, contain and, 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 and be disciplined in your position and it actually slows down your pass drops a little bit uh, so you just have to be aware of that you know continuously I mean there's going to be times too you know when you have to put a spy on them and you know that kind of takes uh, a, a defender out of the coverage so um, you know we have to be aware of that continuously and, and, and what they can do and what a running quarterback can do. Again coming up on Thursday night Wayne County at Benedictine Memorial Stadium uh, make sure you get out there, pack out the stadium against a really talented team from Jessup there. Coach, we appreciate the time, man. Look forward to seeing you out there on Thursday. Appreciate it, uh, Christian. Thank you again. And we'll be right back here on the Danny Bridge Show. Justin Thomas, the guy who had a huge night on Friday, will be joining us next on ESPN Radio Savannah. Cadets football talk continues. The Danny Britt Show on ESPN Radio. Welcome back into the Danny Britt Show right here on ESPN Radio. Savannah, Christian Gokel, glad y'all are hanging out with us here on this Monday night. Got a lot more to dive into and pleased to be joined by our next guest, a guy who had 291 total yards on offense for your cadets against North Oconee, including three touchdowns. Probably should have had a fourth, but... Uh, we are talking to Coach Britt about that. Justin Thomas joining us here on the Danny Britt Show. Justin, thanks for taking the time. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. 
and a huge game for you this past Friday night. Again, almost 300 yards total, uh, over 200 yards on the ground. And it seems like that eye formation, man, the toss sweep out of that eye uh, is something you're getting really comfortable with. Obviously, a 92-yard touchdown in there. What is it about standing back there at the top of that eye? What are you seeing back there, and what makes you feel so comfortable? It made me feel comfortable about, you know, trusting my my teammates and reading the assignments and making the right balls and just having faith in my teammates to do their jobs and faith in me and doing mine. And Wayne County coming up this Thursday night. I know you guys get into prep for them today. Just off of early scouting, what can you tell us about Wayne County? They're going to be big up front with a lot of a lot of great athletes. So, you know, it's going to come this week and work hard again for the game on Thursday. Catching up with Justin Thomas here on the Danny Britt Show. Uh, and after the Buford game, Coach Britt kind of spoke about having to go back and just go back to basics and tighten up a lot of things on the team. What did you see at practice the week leading up to North Oconee uh, that led you to believe you guys were going to have a more successful week? Well, probably our energy at practice and our seniors being more leaders with the team, you know, just trying to take it over and uh, being a big role in this in the game that week. Again, Wayne County coming up this Thursday night, uh, just a, a few weeks away from diving into region play with the cadets. Uh, but, Justin, right now you're committed to University of Georgia to play baseball, but, man, you keep playing football like that. I'm sure there's going to be some people coming calling. <laughs> yes, sir, hopefully. What was it about the University of Georgia? I know there's some other South Georgia guys that are playing up there right now. Uh, I know just from, like, Glen Academy down the road, you have Rain and Jernigan up there. Uh, what, what is it about Georgia that made you want to commit to play baseball? Oh, just the atmosphere. You know, I love the coaching staff. I just love everything about the school. You know, that's somewhere a place I always wanted to be at. So, you know, I felt like it felt like just the right choice, right decision to make. So, if you get up to Athens and uh, old Coach Kirby Smart comes knocking and says, "Hey, man, we could uh, we could always use another backer, another DB on the football team," are you gonna shake him off and say, "Listen, man, I gotta focus on baseball," or is that is that a is that a conversation you'd be willing to listen to? Uh, it might be a conversation I'm willing to listen to. You know, it just all depends. Again, you keep putting up 300-yard performances like that, a lot of people are going to start coming and calling. Justin, we really appreciate the time, man. Look forward to seeing you guys out there uh, again against Wayne County. Uh, and then for the fans who maybe Thursday might be tough for them to get out there, just tell them how important it is that you see that, those stands packed out in Maroon. Oh, it's very important for you know, for our fans to be there, you know, because that's, like, that's one way of, of us to have our energy for the game. So, you know, it's a big impact for us on the field. So if you dare show out, be loud. Well, Justin, we appreciate the time, and good luck on Thursday night. Yes, sir. Thank you. And that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Dandy Brit Show. If you missed any portion of the show, you can check it out on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or on ESPNCoastal.com. We look forward to seeing everyone out there on Thursday night.